Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back for episode 13 of League Castle for season four in 2022. I'm your host, Chris McPherson, and as always, a plethora of rugby league content for your enjoyment this week. We are getting into the Denton Engineering Cup, the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League competition, focusing on the A-grade competition, the Lake Macquarie Services A-grade. Uh, again, we will chat with our... Statsman Josh Spiegelman, courtesy of Junkyard Skips, to talk about the Statsman performers of the week, the best statistical displays in the Denton Engineering Cup, brought to you, as I said, by Junkyard Skips, our great supporters. Uh, Of course, our other supporting businesses, Beaver Brewery, uh, Shipley Meats at Rutherford, and Sharp DS Central Coast. So without them, we wouldn't be able to bring all of this content to you. So please support those businesses that support us to bring you Rugby league coverage week in, week out throughout the seasons that cover Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League. Uh, on top of that, a big thank you as well to all of the listeners that have been engaging with us on Instagram and Facebook. That's Instagram League Castle AU, Facebook League Castle AUS, or just search for League Castle. Uh, make sure to subscribe as well on all of your podcast platforms. Jump on, give us a review as well. That helps us to move up in the rankings of the podcast, which gets us to more listeners, more listeners means we can get more supporters and, and partner businesses. More supporters and partner businesses means that we can give more back to the rugby league community and get involved in some other opportunities that do present to us from time to time. So we'd love to be able to do that. So, uh, yeah, again, rate, review the show, share it with some of your friends, anyone you know that's got any interest in local footy. And if there is any content or people you'd like to see or hear on the show, then reach out to us, let us know, and we can do what we can to... Uh, I guess, get them involved. We've got a bit of a queue of some of the guests for some of the grades, but other grades, we're looking for some people. And we'd certainly like to hear from some of the women's tag and tackle sides uh, and some of the people from those clubs because we'd love to get you involved. Uh, We'll also be looking at more and more player profiles on Facebook, so keep an ear and an eye out for them. And, uh, yeah, let's get set in for a bumper episode. We're going to have a chat with, as I said, Josh Spiegelman. Thanks to Junkyard Skips for the stats. We're then going to sit down with Lockie Hannigan, from the Wyong Roos, we'll have a short chat post game from Sunday's, oh, sorry Saturday's win from Cessnock over Macquarie. We'll chat to Harry Saker, their captain coach, as well as their hero from the game, the last try winner and the field goal kicker, winger Honetti Tua, uh, and then we'll bring it home with Kieran Damon from the Dudley Magpies uh, in the A Grade Newcastle Hunt Community Rugby League competition. So. Plenty to sit back and enjoy in terms of local rugby league content. So sit back, tune in, and uh, get you all of your latest updates on those competitions. Well, let's get the show underway in our usual manner. And, of course, it is the thing that gets uh, all of our female listeners tuning in. They all get very excited about statistics and numbers. And why wouldn't they when we've got Josh Spiegelman to present them all? Josh, good to have you back on the show, mate. That's probably the best introduction you've ever given me, mate. Yeah, the females love the stats. The most eligible bachelor that's in rugby, Newcastle Rugby League, is myself. No, not anymore. 
Got yeah, a, so, mate, you, got mate, a... I'm pretty sure you're off the market based on your on your social media, but uh, yeah, and you know, by the ladies that listen, I'm talking about yours and my mum, but that's okay. Yeah, that's okay, mate. Yeah, off the market now. Um, as we always say, patient patient partners that, that help us run, will help us get through this podcast, I guess, and uh, the time that we put into it, which is a lot, and we both had a, a really busy weekend. We certainly have, mate, and they're, they're lucky ladies that we have the podcast because otherwise they'd probably have to listen to us talking about footy stats, so I think that's why they let us do it. I'd say so, mate. Well, mate, let's get into the footy. There was some uh, interesting results. The top three sides all lost in the Denton Engineering Cup, and let's start it off with the uh, the game that was third versus fifth. The ladder's reshaped a little now, but it was Macquarie versus Cessnock, and something happened that I don't think I've seen too often. A winger kicked the winning field goal. Yeah, so that, that capped off a very interesting match, one that you had a better view of most. You, you calling the game, obviously, which I'm sure you'll tell us about in a little bit. And you know, just a weird contest, right, between two two usually really efficient and effective teams with the ball, but number of bomb tries throughout the match that your your commentary obviously reflected, and a number of great try saves as well, but clear bombs. And yeah, I guess anything you want to add on the contest before we dive into the numbers. It was one of those games, I think I said it in the commentary, and you, you probably heard this a couple of times, it just had a bunch of weird things that you don't normally see often in football, let alone all combined all together, and the ways that some of the tries were bombed or saved. You know, In the case of the, the Callan Briggs almost try that was saved by Josh Cagney, like, he just had no right to stop him from there. Joe Woodbury just sort of going across the touchline on a weird angled run that, again, you wouldn't normally see Joe Woodbury run that line. There was so many of these pieces in this game that led to, instead of it being what could have quite possibly been, you know, 35-34, it finished 11-10 with that Hanetti to a late try and late field goal, which, you know, and again, we'll catch up with Hanetti and Harry Saker a little bit later on. And, and the way Harry tells, tells you know, basically how Hanetti came over and was so confident, basically just pushed him out of the way and he went, all right, cool, go for it. All's well that ends well, and 11-10 is how it is. And I know one of those two guys features in your points, mate, so it's probably a nice little segue into the 3-2-1, and one, the Statsmen Performers of the Week for Junkyard Skips. That's right, mate. Thanks to Junkyard Skips for allowing us to do this each week. And, yeah, we'll go with a three-point to start for this game. Um, Hanetti Tuher, as you mentioned, the big field goal to seal the deal, but also with a try earlier in the match, um, four tackle busts, what, line breaks, five effective offloads, so really great second-place play creation there from a winger. Really hard to handle. That was reflected in his um, carries as well with 9.7 metres of carry. So really hard to go past him for three points. And congratulations to Hanetti. He had a really strong game. A couple of times when they were struggling to get out of their own end, you know, that Brian Toto style of carries, he got himself in the middle, but not just out of the 20s. There was a couple of times where they'd have a couple of back-to-back tackles where they didn't make a lot of metres in that 30 to 50 defensive region. And and you just see him drift in field. And even it wasn't necessarily carries, and I don't know, like, you know, the, the stats on this or whether you crunch these ones but those, those I guess those support runs that sort of you know that being that support play that just drags that man away so that the guy with the ball makes an extra few metres there's a couple of those as well at key moments again eye test versus stats test but I thought he contributed really heavily um, in a number of aspects as, as the, the numbers showed so uh, a standout and a well deserving three points and a couple of fairly deserving two and one points I think even on the eye test you would have been close to having this mix and I think it was pretty close to the mix that we had uh with uh, Cameron on the, on the uh, call on the day, giving his three, two, and one. Yeah, that's right, mate. <clears throat> yeah, Hanetti did have a few supports as well. I just pulled up the stats. Uh, but yeah, we'll move on to the two points here, and it goes to another winger. So t- two wingers here, three and two, and this one's on the other side. The Scorps winger, Kyle Kingston, uh, scored their two tries of the match, two line breaks of those tries, four tackle busts, 134 metres, and really importantly, no errors or line break or try courses. So... 
um, positive without the negative for, for Kyle and well done there. Certainly was and uh, made back into my uh, territory and, and the, the ones we like the praise with a one point. This guy, uh, big uh, big show favourite and uh, good to see him getting amongst the points and he got through plenty of work in his in his couple of stints out there. He did, mate. Yeah, big big front row for Cessnock here. Sioni Nahe, um, really, really good impact with the ball when he had it. Um, 121 metres, but more importantly, 10.1 metres of carry. So, um, yeah, when you hit that over that 10 mark, that you take notice of that. He also had the four tackle bust and an offload to go with it. He also backed that up on defense too. Obviously, being a bigger fella, sometimes you probably get a bit fatigued after doing that much with the ball. But uh, without the ball on defense, he had 95% in defense, which is outstanding because I think he started the game basically lock and proper interchangeable sometimes. But yeah, at lock and um, yeah, it's really well done to see on it. Yeah, he, he was quite strong uh, throughout that game, as you say, uh, and and well deserving of. That one point, mate, um, good to see him getting amongst the points. And, you know, I always love it when the front rowers rack up the stats. Yeah, you do, mate. And um, speaking of front rowers, we should we should probably touch on big Luke Higgins in his 100th game here. Um, came close to scoring twice right in this game. Won about a centimetre off the line, so that probably would have elevated him into the points. He was an honourable for me. 20 carries, workhorse effort, 170 metres um, for him there in attack. So... Um, well done to Luke on his hundreds and the customary um, good statistical games. Yeah, he's always up there amongst the performers, and I think I actually gave it to him in commentary at first. I thought I thought he'd gotten it down, but that's why they got a bloke out in the middle in pink that's you know eighty meters closer to the action than I am. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I had to have a very close look on the replays too, mate. So no faulting it there without a big screen at the game. Uh, exactly right. Uh, so we'll move along to the second of the Saturday games, and this one literally was the game of two halves. Curry at the break, 7-6 leaders, I believe, before West just ran out on top. Curry down a man late in the game after Lockie Hill, I think it was, it was sent off for, well, a high tackle, but also repeated infringements after he spent time in the bin. So we won't dwell on that too much. But uh, West finally starting to fire on all cylinders, mate. And uh, it's ominous for a couple of sides. I, I will catch up with um, Lockie from Wong Roos a little bit later on. And I'm sure it'll be interesting to see what their view is on uh, West sitting behind them. They're a dangerous side if they can get a bit of momentum, and they showed that in the second half on Saturday. They definitely can, mate. And um, Things are looking good for West coming up. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Um, but we'll just touch on this game quickly with um, Jesse Whiten for, for Curry. He uh, he played 5-8, obviously usually does for Curry. He, he got hurt just before halftime. I thought that really hurt Curry as a team as well. Obviously didn't um, fully contribute to them winning se- uh, leading 7-6 at halftime, but just his absence in the halves, he was having a really strong first half statistically and, and you know, leading them around the park. So, no, a notable big loss there. And, you know, West says they just had a generally better second half, as you mentioned, and Curry fell away. And that's why the score finished. I think was it 28 7 or, or yep. something around there. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I guess we can go into the points. And um, for me, yeah, I couldn't couldn't go past um, Logan Ratsovich here for the three points for West. I don't do West stats, but these, these two stats. I didn't need to do in depth to record three tries, a hat trick, and four line breaks. So tremendous effort from Logan. Um, had the kicking tee as well as he usually does. I'm quite sure. So you love you loving yep. the wingers this week. Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a winger heavy show, apart from old Sione, who's um, representing the front rowers. But uh, looking down the list, wingers and then some fullbacks here, mate. So I'll, I'll let you transition into your two and one. Yeah, two points here. Um, we're going to go West fullback Jade and Loughry. Uh, the commentators correct me. I think it's definitely Loughry. 
Um, a line break, a line break assist, two try contributions and two line break contributions. I thought he chipped in again from the back line, about those back line movements really nicely. And um, yeah, it was just a, a constant threat. So well done to Luffrey there. And we keep seeing why he's keeping Steve Witters out of fullback. But, you know, Witters has, a, has good games out in the centres now. So uh, yeah, they're, they're looking more improved West. And um, who knows what the rest of the season will bring. Certainly is the case. It looks like they've settled in that back line. And, you know, as you said, Parlane and uh, Radzivic on the edges, Lockfree at fullback and that centre pairing. It's starting to look quite dangerous. And speaking of dangerous, Curry, they've, they've had some challenges this year, but this man has looked dangerous in every game I've seen him in, the man that picks up the one point at the back for them. Definitely, mate. Yeah, Curry fullback, Ethan Fowles. He scored their only try at a team-high 156 metres and six tackle busts. Um, but I did want to mention he just edged out uh, the winger, another winger, actually, Brody Lenane for Curry, who's been probably one of their more consistent performers in the stats and on field as well in the, this season. Um, had two line breaks and 12.5 metres of carry for Curry without any real huge runs. So um, he's real tough to handle, Brody, out on the wing. He certainly has been a handful. And again, I know we've touched on it before on the show, but great to see a another generation of Lanane. And it's always good to see those family names coming through the clubs. Not just coming through the clubs, but obviously performing really well at the highest level. So that's uh, been good to see with him coming through. And, and we look forward to seeing him and Ethan continue to perform and hopefully build some solid careers over the next few years at Curry. Uh, but that, uh, that wraps out the points, mate. Any honourable mentions here or are we jumping ahead to Sunday? No, we'll jump ahead to Sunday and we'll jump ahead. I think we should address it off the top. One of the biggest upsets we've seen in, in our years of doing this podcast. Are you talking about Central beating Souths? <laughs> yeah, or Wyong beating Lakes, but uh, I think the listeners know what we're alluding to. The entrance, eight. Uh, yeah, we, we had a few chats. We were surprised at how quickly they got out of the gates. You know, look, we both know that the entrance is a strong side um, at their best, but we know their team's been decimated with suspensions and injuries in recent weeks, so... Um, you know, definitely a siege mentality that um, they've had instilled down there and they turned Edsac Oval into a fortress, knocking off the Maitland pickers. And uh, look, Maitland haven't had the best run the last few weeks and they'll be pretty glad that a couple of other results went their way and they managed to maintain their three-point lead at the top of the table, but they won't be happy with a 20-16 to 16 loss down at Edsac Oval. Yeah, you summed that up nicely, mate. It's um, a bit of a weird one for Maitland here with, you know, just, just underperforming to their lofty standards that they've set and, and have delivered on over the, the past you know couple of years across the President's Cup and, and in our competition here. So I'm sure they'll be keen to bounce back and we all know they have the cattle to do so. Um, they're getting Dan Langbridge back in a couple of weeks, I'm pretty sure, or he shouldn't be far off. And, you know, that there'll be a scary side come finals and they're still, they're still the team to beat for me in the finals, I think. Um, so, yeah, maybe this lull in the season's come at an okay time because they've still got time before the finals to, I guess, um, get back to their, their standards. They certainly do. There's time. I think we've got six rounds remaining for them. Um, the concern for them, though, is these continued drop points have, even with other teams losing, really opened the door when you look at a couple of those sides behind them. have got a game or two in hand. So um, Matt Landrill undoubtedly have them fired back up for their remaining six games. And if they want to secure that minor premiership, they really need to win probably at least five of those games to make sure that they get it. But... Uh, I'm sure Matt would love to go 6-0 and from here heading into the finals and get some momentum and maybe they'll reflect back on these and they'll be the, those losses that they had to have that they always talk about, mate. Yeah, I'd say so, mate. And they definitely have the coaching staff and the cattle to, to go 6-0 and going forward. So, But as, as we like, mate, you obviously, we like we love all clubs and we love the comp and, and, you know, it just makes it more open, right, for the fans. And, you know, people were naysaying about, oh, it's Maitland's comp to lose. 
from the start. And it is still a little bit, but everyone was saying, oh, they're going to go undefeated and they're just too strong. But, you know, a little bit of an upset here and a couple other results and no one's certain anymore. And, um, yeah, it's just exciting for the viewers. And, yeah, good stuff. It certainly is. We've seen some vulnerability on the road in the pickers. But, mate, um, I'm assuming that even with that loss, the fact that they are, you know, that close, they would have featured amongst the points, but I'm just looking at it and it's bookended by um, some performers from the entrance, including at least one guy filling in, in you know, a position that he probably didn't have at the start of the year. And um, I guess, yeah, with the, with the injuries and outs that they've got through suspension has had his opportunity, the three points, that's for sure. Yeah, that's right, mate. Um, entrance 5'8", Ethan Strange here, young fella. Um, put out a really good game for him for Will Pearsall, who, correct me if I'm wrong, is injured or suspended. One of the two. Yeah, I think he's. I think he was one of the um, the injuries that's been missing. So, yeah. So Ethan's done really well here to step into the five eighth role uh, the last couple of games, and um, in this one he had a try, a line break, a try assist, two tackle busts, one hundred and forty three meters at seventeen point nine a carry, which is insane off two big runs that he had. Um, but just just outside of the stats, too, as we alluded to, he controlled the game really well with his um, half pair Barriston and and con- contributed to the high completion rate that the entrants had as a team, which I won't reveal on the on the show because of the confidentiality and whatnot. But, yeah, they, they had a really high comp- completion rate, and that, that often comes down to the spine, and, and Ethan led the way in that respect too. So a well-deserved three points for Ethan, and, um, yeah, headlines the, the play graphics of the week too. So congratulations. He certainly did. Uh, Will Pearce and Adam McInnes might have their work cut out getting their, uh, getting their jerseys back when they are back available, mate. But... Um, it was a man and a man who uh, stands out very well, but also not just in terms of his appearance on the field, but in terms of the stats that he puts up regularly, uh, no matter where he pops up in that back line of the pickers that picked up the two points, Mr. Consistent for them. Yes, mate. If there's one thing that I'll, um, I'll say about the entrance on this game, they, the one mistake they might have made, they kept kicking to this guy, and that's none other than Matt Sopalor. So Malin had a you know a winger, two wingers. One was on debut, one was you know, usually a centre, and, and they just kept kicking to Matt, which contributed to his, what I think is a record meterage in this competition that I've counted, 261 metres from 18 carries. And I don't have the exact number of kick returns those carries were, but it was a vast proportion of it. So it wasn't only that, though. He caused trouble while he returned the ball. So 10 tackle busts, three offloads in general play, a line break from a kick return as well, I remember. And he won 93% of his carries, so a monster statistic line and, you know, super coach points again would have been off the chart and you just can't go past giving some, someone like that two points even in a losing side. Um, so well done to Matt. And that's uh, Ryan Pappenheisen sort of uh, super, catch, super coach numbers, that's for sure. Uh, you'd, be, you'd have the C next to Matt Sobalola's name, even with Maitland, not in the best of form. So another great appearance on our stat sheet by the man with the bright white headgear. But who's, who's taking out the final of the minor points and uh, any honourable mentions, mate? Yeah, uh, honourable, first of all. Uh, Jaden Butterfield, I thought, was probably Maitland's best forward in this game. Pretty faultless. Um, 167 metres, best of the Maitland forward pack. Five tackle busted, 96% of defence. And had Maitland have won, he would have got in the points for me, I think. But I just couldn't go past this guy for the entrance. Um, number 16, wears it week in, week out. Uh, he plays in the middle. Jake Woods, not much of him, but he, he, he mixes in with the best and the biggest, obviously, against Maitland's dominant pack. And he's just all heart for me, but Obviously, some stats too, having made a point. So, uh, he, he registered team highs in these categories. 152 metres from 18 carries, which is a team high. Team high, 32 tackles. And a team high, seven meaningful kick pressures. So, um, he also won 88% of his carries. So, 
Jake Woods, outstanding, and um, got the start this week. I think sometimes he misses in off the bench and just a really good effort. Great to see, mate. Love the uh, rotation middlemen starting to make their name and there's some other other names that we'll see in these next couple of games that are popping their head up for the first time with some outstanding performances. So good to see a few of those from the entrance as well as uh, some others that we'll get into in a moment, mate. But let's transition on to the next game and let's head up the road a little bit. We'll head up to Carl Over where it was Wong Roos 20 beating Lakes United 8. Both teams missing quite a number of players with a few changes in. Uh, young Taj Blackman uh, in the starting lineup for Lakes for, I believe, the first time. Kai Hopwood in the six for uh, Wyong. One of our leaders, Luke Sharp, missing from the back um, for Wyong as well. So uh, two very different-looking sides. But uh, I'd like to touch on, mate, first of all, the man who picked up the one point. He's got a famous surname in Newcastle. And he absolutely knocked poor Nathan Keg King into next week. It was a big physical game, this one, but that was the shot of the day from Charlie Muir. Yeah, Charlie Muir, fantastic. Really massive shot off a dropout. And like you mentioned, this game had probably 10 to 15 decent big shots. So if anyone's a fan of that, which most people are, do yourself a favour, go back, watch either the game or the highlights if, if Newcastle Rugby League put them up because really good shots in this game. So, yeah, we'll, just, we'll start with the one point, I guess, here. Um, and you, you mentioned Charlie Muir. Uh, started in the second row. He uh, messaged the page. It was his first um, first grade start or game since 2019, I think he said. So that makes it even more impressive. Um, scored a try, three tackle busts, one line break, 123 metres at 10.3 a carry, which topped the team. 31 tackles, which was second most for Lakes, and the huge shot, as we said. So, um, yeah, well-deserved one point for Charlie. Certainly is, and I do dare say it'll be uh, a lot shorter wait for his next uh, first grade game after that. Those sorts of numbers, mate. Oh, for sure, mate. Him and um, he just edged out Lyndon Hills, who started in the thirteen as well. He was he was great too. So they got a pretty decent pack. Um, Lakes do, especially when you consider that uh, our favourite Nick Glowy is still out as well with a with an injury. So um, if they can get a healthy team on the park and and get some momentum again, and the young boys develop, you know, the future is bright certainly is a bright future with uh, some of those names in that pack. And, you know, we could wind back to the late 90s, early 2000s and throw together Muir and O'Mealy and it'd be fairly intimidating for most, mate. But uh, O'Mealy didn't make the cut quite this week as much as we know. He loves seeing his stats, Big Jake. And it was a a man who, uh, well, he, he carries the weight for a lot of things at Wyong. He uh, picked up the two points and he also got the bar TV to his player of the match for the feature round. And no surprise, this guy is a consistent performer. Yes, and he also won the Mitch Williams with Mitch Williams Cup, if you can call it that too, with the Lakes vs. Wyong uh, two guys. And this is Mitch Williams on the Wyong side, their captain, uh, with a try assist, try contribution, a line break assist, a line break contribution, two force dropouts, and some really beautiful misdirection uh, once again and dummy half service. So um, really well done to Mitch. Yeah, he's always racking up those numbers when he can uh, maintain uh, some good minutes. He's had a couple of injuries and knocks and different things go on, but he is uh, part of the heart and soul of that club and, as you said, does uh, take this edition of the Mitch Williams Cup. I believe the other Mitch Williams won the first one, so it's one and one and uh, they might have to share the spoils come the end of the season if both sides don't make the finals. But b- both uh, Charlie and Mitch were outpointed by a man who, if it wasn't enough to uh, force... Uh, Stephen Gordon out of position and out onto a wing out of the centres where he's signed to play. He's now managed to pick up three points uh, in this game in the Statsman Player of the Year for, thanks to Junkyard Skips. That's right, mate. That's Isaac Blackhall there for wiring their centre. So he scored two tries and two line breaks as well as St- uh, Stephen Gordon, who also got the same. But 
for me, what split them was um, Isaac had eight tackle busts um, in a tremendous effort where he caused uh, Lake's edge a number of problems there uh, from either um, side of the field uh, running the ball. So, uh, yeah, it was really hard to split Mitch and Isaac there for the three and two, but I think um, Isaac's two tries and those strong runs got him there for me. Yeah, he's been a solid performer for them and uh, has done well there to pick up the three points. But in the interest of time, mate, we will continue to move along. Let's go to, by my maths, is the final game of the round, and it was Central versus South, so a low-scoring, close thriller. It was the Butcher Boys getting up in this one, 12 points to 10, uh, goal-kicking proving the difference, um, and no surprises that uh, you could probably throw a blanket over a number of, of good performers in this one, mate. Definitely could, mate. I really enjoyed watching this game, a really quality game of footy um, between two class sides. I thought even though it was really muddy and the conditions weren't really conducive to that, um, I thought both teams' speed around the rock was also really impressive given those given the track. Um, but yeah, I guess on the game, touching on it itself, a couple of those costly penalties from South early on in the match gave Central that two-try buffer, um, put South on the back foot. Uh, they clawed back in the second half, which is real resilient. But um, yeah, as you mentioned, the conversion, the difference, and um, yeah, a number of great performances in this game. We'll go um, Cam Anderson, five tackle busts, an offload, and a great save of a 40-20, which isn't really a stat, but uh, pretty valuable there. And uh, Lewis Hamilton, he didn't get a point this week, but he's a, gets an honourable mention. <laughs> he had a good game, <clears throat> excuse me, um, 164 metres, five tackle busts on a line break, but just missed out. Yeah, he wasn't due for points. I think his namesake got on the podium, so they can't both perform in the same week, it appears, uh, to that level, mate. But our one point today will make one of our fans of our show and possibly one of our sponsors very happy, mate. He's gone into bat for him a few times, so he'll be happy with your one point this week. <laughs> That's right, mate. Um, he well-deserved too. Jack Welsh here off the bench for South. Another another great um, work rate uh, performance. 41 tackles at 93%, 155 metres from 17 carries, three tackle bus and an offload. Um, it was a massive shift off the bench and um, stood up against a big central pack who were, who were pretty good themselves. But individually, Jack Welsh, he gets the point for me. Uh, great to see. And uh, this next man, he didn't fall victim to my favourite stat of the week uh, this week, but he certainly did last week. And that is zero short shirts worn in interviews post-game by the Anderson brothers. Last week, it was this man, though, Dom Murphy, who gets the two points, mate, and undoubtedly <laughs> rallied, uh, tallied up some better stats than no shirt in a post-game interview with Tim Christie this time. Just a little bit. He scored a really good try and um, had a line break with that try. Four tackle busts and for me, two forced errors in defence. Uh, but most importantly, I thought he was really strong um, against the opponent that he was going up against head-to-head, which was Lewis Hamilton himself. And that's a tough match to, to go up against uh, with Lewis's good form this season. So that elevated with the win there for Central and, and Dom scoring a, a try and, and just those two forced errors here. I think um, he, he deserves to get in the points for me. Yeah, I, I caught back the highlights. Um, I had a bit of a scroll through the actual game itself, but predominantly just watched the highlights. And, and Dom looked really strong in that battle there on that edge. So great to see. And speaking of good battles, uh, the man that picked up three points uh, managed to do so by getting the wood over his opponent, opposing number, who used to wear that jersey at Souths. Yeah, and that's taking nothing away from Joey Morris there. I thought he had another good game for Central, but I just could not go past this man's work rate, Mitch Black. Just astounding stats here. I don't know how anyone has the lung capacity to do what he did, but not only did he score a try uh, through one line break and three tackle busts, topped the team with 56 tackles at 97%, which is outstanding. And it's not just that, though. 
10 key kick pressures, which is the highest I've seen in any club for quite a while. Um, so without his efforts tying together their ruck, I think South would have uh, fell victim there, a bit, you know, a bit of a wider scoreline, and Central would have steamed through the middle a bit easier. So really important effort um, for Mitch Black. Didn't get them the chocolates, but could not go past it for three points. Nothing like three points in a losing side, but those sorts of defensive numbers are going to lead to that every time. Uh, it's certainly good to see him ch- channeling uh, that and uh, tallying up some points and getting on our leaderboard. Just for a bit of reference, let's have a look at the leaderboard in terms of we're now up to 89 players after 12 rounds with an asterisk, obviously, because there's quite a few catch-up games to come. Um, and then we look at the top and one point separates our top seven players, mate. So it uh, really is a very open race in terms of these final six rounds plus those asterisk catch-up games for players to, to make their way up onto that leaderboard. And, and it's a real you know, pack up there, but uh, I'm a little concerned that more often than not when someone makes their way to the top at different points, they, people are getting injured a lot when they get to the top, mate, so it might be a bit too much of a burden to carry. We've seen James Bradley go down. Uh, we've seen Luke, uh, Luke Sharp miss some games now, so it's, uh, you know, Will Pearsall's out. He's up there as well. There's a few of them that have uh, missed a few games after getting to the top. Hey, you're calling it like the Madden curse, mate, when you get on the cover of the NFL game and everyone gets injured. It's the Statman curse. Oh, the, the Spiegelman curse, the Junkyard Skips curse. We better not say that, actually. There's no curses. They're all good with their business. No, let's not say that. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it could be anything, mate. But, you know, I'm sure our, this week's co-leaders will be able to shake that curse off because they've both been having a really um, scintillating run of form. But let's. I, I might run through sort of the, the, the chasing pack, and I'll let you do the 10s and 11s, mate. So in that chasing pack, and, and we're going to go a little bit deeper this week. So going all the way back to six points. So these are the players that are within five points of the leaders. On six points, we've got Honetti Tuar and Harry O'Brien, both from Cessnock. Luke Higgins, the 100-gamer from the Scorps. Baden Searle, the makeshift fullback from the Scorps last week. Fletcher Kennedy, who six points is quite an impressive tally for him, considering he hasn't played uh, probably more than about half of Central's games this year. Ethan Fowles, then, from Curry on seven points. He's the leader from the Bulldogs. Uh, Will Pearsall from the entrance on seven. Uh, James Bradley from Maitland on seven. I think he was there after about three rounds and hasn't featured again since. I think he might have only played another game or two with injuries. Former NRL star from the Warriors, Peter Godinay for Cessnock on eight points. Uh, Ryan Potts, the young gun from Lakes on eight points. And then, as I said, there's those seven players on 10 and 11 points, which I'll let you run through. And mate, you could take your pick as there's a case for any of these guys uh, potentially being our winner without even extending past these top seven. Definitely, mate. And um, these five players on 10 points, they'd all probably feature in the team of the year by the end of it. But uh, we'll, we'll start off with uh, Mitch Williams from Wyong, 10 points. Cam Anderson, Spider from Central. Lewis Hamilton from South. Luke Sharp from Wyong. And uh, Kai Cooper from Central. So some big names there. A one point off the lead. Certainly are, mate. And um, two, two of our uh, our favourite uh, favourites to watch, certainly in full flight. Uh, more attacking players. We've got some, some real... You know, attacking weapons there, but there's a few grinders and just stat gatherers in those in the tens and eights. But these two just attacking weapons in their own right that uh, lead us out. Definitely, mate. Yeah, um, Ryan Glanville and Matt Sopel all are equal leader now on 11 points. Tremendous seasons they're having uh, in, in teams that are doing really well as well. South and Maitland, obviously, um, first and second still. So, um, yeah, really well done to those boys, and I'm sure they'll be in the top couple come the end of the season as well. 
They certainly will be. What we've got to remember is there's 34 matches to be played. That means that, by my math, that's about 204 points to be earned overall. So there's plenty of points to go around in the remaining third with an asterisk of the season. So undoubtedly, there's a number of players that if they can get a bit of form, uh, get the performances on the right day, that they can uh, make a run for it and um, take out the junkyard skip stats man of the year. We're also going to have some other pieces that we'll do off the back of these stats come the end of the year as well, which we're really excited about as they come along. But, mate, it's uh, been another bumper round of footy. We've got another one ahead of us uh, this week coming. There's some absolutely juicy clashes. So more stats for you to pour over, mate. You've got more teams knocking down your door. You're a very popular man at the moment when it comes to the stats and, and how they can be utilised and benefit the competition, not just for entertainment and uh, education of our fans. That's right, mate. Um, yeah, we love doing what we do. And, um, yeah, I've, currently we don't really have a break on the weekend, do we? We're seven days a week at the moment, but we love it. And uh, we love giving back to the comp and the fans. And, and it's, yeah, it shows in the appreciation of the posts we put up on Facebook and Instagram and the stories as well. Everyone's getting amongst it. Yeah, that's exactly right. We do love sharing the content and getting around, and the fact that the players, the clubs, the supporters are all getting around it, giving it some love. So continue to do that on our social media channels. And, uh, mate, I think I think I might have to do some stats of my own moving forward. I, I might go back through the post-game interviews that uh, Newcastle Rugby League have been doing in recent <laughs> weeks. And we might we might have a, uh, you know, the uh, the bronze Adonis of the year or the, uh, um, what was his name, Fabio of the year or something like that for the uh, most shirtless appearances uh, in uh, uh, post-game <laughs> videos. And, and we, we do check these out. I'm, I'm pretty pretty good at trawling those. So um, if there's anything quirky in there, if you can you know sneak in and, and do a really good photo bomb or something in there, um, players, then we'd love to give you a shout-out for, for those little efforts as well. So we're not just about the on-field efforts. I like the entertaining off-fields as well, mate. We like to have a chuckle about the things that are a little bit different. Yeah, definitely do, mate. And um, it's great to see them, them posting more of those insights into the clubs, like you know, uh, videos of training, videos in post-match sheds. Um, it's really good to see. Certainly is, mate. We'll have one of our own to, to debut just before the podcast comes out this week with uh, some of the Newcastle and Hunter and women's players. So, uh, mate, at the end of the day, the more content, the better. We'll also have a uh, pretty exciting um, piece to add on, uh, not in terms of our content, but some content we can share that you and I talked about earlier in the coming weeks. It'll just spread more coverage for local footy. So that's what we're all about. Make sure you do get around and, and like and share it. A big thank you to you again, mate, for jumping on and providing these stats. Big thank you to the clubs that allow you to do it. And, of course, a big thanks to the the great guys at Junkyard Skips, the boys who are uh, two proud South Newcastle Lions um, that allow us, um, Mr. Affleck and Rouse, uh, to uh, bring this to the punters as well because without them, um, you know, we wouldn't be able to have these prizes at the end of the year. Yeah, thanks to all or everyone you've just mentioned, mate. That, yeah, they've been tremendous of support and I, what one group you forgot to mention there was our, um, our partners. So let's finish off with that before we get in trouble. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan, mate. We'll, we'll call it a night there and we'll catch up again next week and talk some more footy for uh, all the local footy fans and stats fans. Beautiful, mate. Have a good um, have a good trip and a weekend and um, yeah, catch everyone soon. All right, big thanks to Josh for jumping on board with all the stats as usual. And now it's time to dig into the Denton Engineering Cup a little bit further, and we're fortunate enough to have Lockie Hannigan from the Wong Roos on the line. Lockie, welcome to Lee Castle. Thanks for having me, mate. It's, um, it's a pleasure. Hey, mate, good to have you on. As we're talking about uh, off-air there a little bit, nice to have someone who's uh, not Mitch Williams putting their hand up from Wong. There's a, a few shy faces down there at the Roos, mate. Yeah, that's it, mate. Um, um, 
I think I'm the only fortunate one to get uh, like a little pass on from Mini, I guess. Yeah, mate. Uh, it's always good to have Mitch on, but nice to have a different voice. So, mate, uh, Wyong really settling into being back in the Denton Engineering Cup, and look, mate, uh, sitting reasonably well in six at the moment, and and not a lot separating all the teams. We're just talking off air that it's obviously a pretty open competition, as we saw from some of the results on the weekend, mate. But how are you finding the competition this year, and and how are you finding your your form and the team's form more specifically? Yeah, it's obviously every week. You take each week by week. Um, our form lately hasn't been too crash hot. We'd obviously be wanting to win a few more games than what we have been doing. But, um, yeah, if you get that on, on a few of these games, there's just so many teams that are just putting their hand up and getting the tough carries and doing all that stuff that we should be doing, like the basics and doing all that kind of stuff. So, um, personally, with my game, I feel like I've, started to kind of get a bit more form and just playing a bit more consistently and getting my stuff done and um, hopefully it kind of transfers into the team doing their stuff as well. So, yeah, we're getting there, I guess. Yeah, well, as you said, uh, off the air, mate, um, there's been a couple of those results that you probably would have liked to have uh, had the other way. You've had a couple of tough games. Obviously, that one against Curry's probably won uh, a few weeks ago that you would have been hoping to get the two points against someone sitting below on the ladder, but a few bits of misfortune. Mitch copping that knock, Terence coming off part of the game. It probably le- heaped a bit of responsibility on your shoulders, mate, where you had to sort of really go into not only being that primary playmaker, but also really taking those other bits of control, which those two experienced individuals especially quite often do. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, it's obviously added a lot of responsibility in my game, but I'm willing, willing to kind of take the take the weight on my shoulders and try and carry the boys through the games like that. But it, um, it's obviously difficult when, I guess, it's the, our own mistakes that we're making that um, that is just kind of inviting teams into games like that. Uh, I guess it's not really as important for me to get my stuff done. It's just like all the boys getting the basic stuff done and just completing our sets, especially when we have circumstances like that where Minnie and Terrence come off and, um, yeah, it's um, we should be guess playing better than what we have been so yeah and, and in terms of those results mate a bit better and certainly a much happier result on the weekend heading on the road up to lakes and look their ladder position probably belies how well they've performed at different points this season and, and you know only too well having dropped the game earlier in the year to them would have been a much more satisfied camp heading back down to Wong with the two points after Sunday's game yeah yeah for sure um they've um they're, they're always they always show up against us late. They're always a tough tough team to um to get the win over, and um they're, they're always strong. They're always thereabouts, and they never go away. So we definitely had to put in a, an eighty minute performance to get the win yesterday, and um it was good to see the boys kind of knuckle down. And um after late scored their trial in the in the second half to go up, I think the boys kind of showed a lot of fight and um a good attitude to get us back into the winning, winning ways, I guess. And, um, yeah, it was good to come home last night and have the um, have the old winning beer, I guess. And, and mate, uh, a couple of the other teammates I'd, I'd like to get your thoughts on, a couple of guys that have come down there and we talked experience before, but they came down and they started as the centre pairing at the start of the year. There's been a few reshuffles that have changed. How's the experience of having some like players like Steve Gordon and Henry Penn join the squad? I know talking to Mitch in the preseason, they were two key acquisitions that he sort of chased after. What have they added to the squad? Just a lot of um, experience, I guess, just the hard working and 
just the knowledge of the game and stuff like that, when to when to do the flash plays and when to just knuckle down and have a strong carry, I guess. Um, there's two players that we can really rely on to get us out of trouble and um, get us on the front foot, I guess. Um, they're just, yeah, the two players that I guess like all the young boys look up to and they've... Um, Get like they learn a bit from them as well, um, and uh, even me personally, I having Henry outside me gives me a bit of confidence as well, knowing that he's he's there to back me up basically, and I can give him the ball whenever I can, and um, and he'll, he'll do, get a job done for me. So yeah. Yeah, Henry's certainly one who can make some uh, real highlight, real impact both with the ball and without it. Uh, he's fairly strong defensively, yeah, sure, yeah. body on as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's, he's definitely one of those players that. Um, Definitely catches your eye, I guess. Uh, he's um he's definitely a good acquisition of the team, and um, I'm enjoying playing with him, which is good. No, great, great to have them down at Wyong. I know they they sorely missed the two of those guys up at Curry, but uh, a great pick up for you guys. <laughs> now we talked yeah, we, we talked results before, mate. Um, it's certainly been a bit of a topsy turvy season, and probably reflects in the fact that you're sitting just outside the top five in six at the moment. Has there been any any conversation around the fact that? You probably struggled a little this year in terms of stringing wins together, and, and a real focus this week on on backing up that strong performance last week against Lakes will be a focus coming up against a top side like Souths as well. Yeah, definitely, mate. I definitely. Um, I guess we've just kind of trying to take a focus, just taking each week by week, not too um, concerned with God, not too, looking at the performances we've had in the past, just more looking at like not looking too far back in the past, if you know what I mean. So like looking at the Lakes game and the stuff that we can take out of that into the next next week. And obviously with South, we were first at the time we played and we got a got a decent win over them, but we let them into the game. So we don't really want to be going doing that again. We want to be dominant, but obviously, like you said, putting putting wins together and um, being one of those kind of teams that we can start winning games consistently and start playing well. Yeah, one of only three sides that defeat South this year. They've been, you know, one of the standout performers and probably shocked a few pundits in terms of how they've gone this year. So you can't certainly can't underestimate them heading into that big game, mate. Yeah, no, definitely not. They've they've got a lot of quality players that can um, definitely put a few few plays together and really um, nip you in the butt, I guess. So we've definitely got to be on on alert a full game, and yeah, um, I'm no doubt we'll have to show up to get the win, I guess, on Saturday. And and assuming, mate, uh, obviously something that, you know, certainly personally you guys will be looking at is the draw coming and the fact that realistically because of the teams you're playing that your destiny is somewhat in your own hands even though you're sitting outside the top five. You get an opportunity to play against quite a number of those sides sitting in front of you and, and key wins over them will, will go a long way to sort of setting out whether or not you make September footy. Yeah, definitely. Um we look forward to these kind of games. It's those games where you get into an arm wrestle and you can see where you're at for the season. Um, these like, like I think we've got six games left or something like that. So every game's key. We need to win every game. But coming into teams like South and um, Macquarie and Maitland and stuff like that, it's a really good kind of gives you a ballpark idea of where you're at as a team and where we should be sitting and stuff like that. And I think um, it would be a good comp- like good competition for us this week coming up and the next couple of games going into finals to try and get us get us up into that spot where we want to be. Yeah, certainly is, mate. And I can't remember too often in, in certainly the recent you know couple of decades when Wyong's been 
um, a part in either of their stages of the uh, the Denton Engineering Cup as it is now or the, the Newcastle Rugby League as it was previously where the competition's been so close. I mean, between first and seventh, there, there is nine points, but a number of those teams' games in hand and... I think from second down to sixth where you are, there's only only two two wins in it, which is Souths who you play this week. So a win would get you within within two points of them who sit in second currently, mate. So um, really even comp and, and a huge opportunity uh, for whoever's chalking, you know, a couple of wins back to back together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think I've ever been in the competition this tight, to be honest. Um, you look at the <clears throat> the points difference, like the difference in points between the teams, like you said, and. Yeah, it's quite amazing how like all these teams are winning and losing and playing different teams and stuff like that. It's just yeah, it's it's very surprising how how tight it can be, and um that's why it's so important for us to get as many wins as we can while teams of like while these tight games are coming up. So um so yeah, we really need to knuckle down these next few weeks, I guess. Yeah, certainly right, mate. And and just before we jump on to getting your thoughts on the round to come, mate. Were you somewhat surprised? Obviously, you know, the entrants have got some uh, potential there. Your coast rivals, you played them a couple of weeks ago. Were you surprised by their win against Maitland on the weekend or is it just another yeah. another symptom of the, the tight competition? Oh, a bit of both, to be honest, mate. Hearing about the results started off with, I was definitely surprised. Um, Maitland are obviously a quality team, as everyone knows, and the entrants have had a few injuries lately, I think, and there's a couple of players that suspended and stuff like that, so they've Definitely had some setbacks, but to see that they've they got the win over Maitland was very surprising. But at the same time, it, we are in a tight comp, and it is one of those comps where anyone can beat anyone in the day, isn't it? Certainly, is a little bit of siege mentality maybe down there at Edsac Oval after the the rough run they've had the last couple of weeks with suspension and injury. And I tell you what, um, I know you guys play Maitland the week after this one, mate. You, you'd want to hope that uh, they're not uh, they don't get again in another upset against Lakes because Matt Lantry will have them absolutely revved up and ropeable by the time they get to you if they lose again or draw again after the run they've had the last few weeks. Well, that's all right, mate. We'll, we'll be happy to take on their third game, hopefully get them three three losses in a row, eh? I like get it, them, mate. Get them, get, them, get them rolling down the ladder. I like it, mate. The, yeah, the more teams above you that are rolling down the ladder, the easier it is for you to climb it, right? That's it, mate. That's it. All right, well, let's let's have a look at round 13, mate. And it is, there's some absolute bumper clashes this week, including that game of yours, which we'll, we'll wrap up with. Let's start with the Saturday games. And we'll talk about that one we just spoke of. Maitland, four or five weeks ago, they were sitting there. They were undefeated on top of the table. And a lot of pundits were sort of saying, you know, it's their competition to lose. All of a sudden, a few weeks in a row, they've come back to the pack. Uh, a loss to Macquarie, a draw with Central, a narrow win over West, who are starting to get going and then a loss to the entrance where the entrance hung on. Are they susceptible to another loss, or after what you saw from Lakes, do you think Maitland should be too good here and uh, should get back to their winning ways? Yeah, I think, obviously, Maitland are quality side, so they, they definitely don't lack any any players not playing good. Um, I guess Alex Lanebridge is always one person that can definitely get one of the boys, get or get the boys going. Um, Lakes are always, like, they're a strong side. They're they're not. They never go away. They they're always playing hard and going hard. So it's like I reckon it'll be a lot closer than what people would think. But I'd, I'd I'd have Maitland to bounce back with a with a tight win. 
I think the other thing to note there, mate, Maitland yet to drop competition points at home this season, I believe. I think all their losses and draws have been on the road. So uh, yeah, there you go. Mate, uh, I'd, 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 go, I'd, mate. I'd probably grow another leg at a uh, fairly fairly nice venue, although yours is pretty handy as well, mate. Uh, there's a couple of clubs that have got some fairly schmick joints around to play at these days. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, we um, well, surprisingly enough, late late the the field at late was quite good on the weekend actually. Uh, there was a bit of rain, but. Um, besides the cricket pitch in the middle of the field, it was actually decent pitch. So I'm keen to get out to Maitland and, and get on that pitch there as well. It'd be good. Yeah, lovely, mate. Well, let's have a look at the other Saturday game. And this one, there's no love lost here, irrespective of where they are on the ladder. Cessnock got a gritty but not pretty win over Macquarie last week. Curry, they had uh, one man down for the back end of the game and, and West proved too strong for them. But this game is an absolute rivalry. You'd understand the coast rivalry is a similar one with yourselves in the entrance where, yeah. you know, you're in that, yeah. that close proximity and, you know, blokes, blokes jump ship from one club to the other and, you know, families cross over. So there's no love lost. Do you think the yeah. goeys will continue on or can Curry do you guys a favour? And I'm sure you'd really appreciate if they did get uh, get the win here and you guys get the win as well because it'll help your cause for the top five. Yeah, obviously, we'd, we'd ideally we'd want Curry to, Turn up and, and really take it to Cessnock. Um, but to be like to be fair, I think Cessnock are looking really good at the moment. They're in some pretty good form. I think they'll be too strong this weekend. They certainly are in some good form. As I said, it wasn't the prettiest, and it's not often you see a winger kick a field goal to win a game. But uh, they, all, <laughs> they all they all they all count the same, don't they? Yeah, they all mate. They they all, they all do. Yeah, you'd, <laughs> I tell you what, being a winger, you'd want to kick it though. Well, it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll have an interview with uh, Hanetti and uh, Harry Saker just after we talk to you in the show, mate. And uh, yeah, yeah Harry, Harry sort of said to me that basically Hanetti came screaming over at him, and, uh, and and you can tell me your thoughts on this as a halfback. And just he was he was that confident that that Harry said, "Right, I'll let you have it." Can can you tell me now if uh, one of your wingers came flying over? If Stevie Gordon comes flying over to you when the game's on the line and he wants to take the field goal, no matter how confident he is, what what are you doing? Mate, if Stevie Gordon's screaming at me to do something, I'm not going to do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't that's, argue. That's, that's fair. You probably don't argue with Steve. With Steve, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, no, that's for sure, mate. That's for sure. Is, is there anyone in your back line that you're not listening to if they're asking for it? Ah, uh, probably Kai Martin. Kai Martin. He, he's probably the yeah the one person I probably wouldn't give the field goal to. He's got two left feet. That bloke. What about Sharpie, mate? Uh, I noticed he wasn't in on the weekend, but are you, are you listening to him? Uh, uh, oh, he, he, he doesn't hit him too bad, to be honest. He's, he's not a bad drop kicker. He t- I think he takes our drop kicks, uh, like our dropouts and stuff like that. Um, usually in the games, he hits them all right. That training where he does the old worm burners and stuff like that across the ground. A, gets so. the bad ones out of the system at training. but uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's it, yeah. From what Mitch told us earlier in the year, if it's a dry track, he might be all right. But he, I hear he doesn't like the wet weather. Yeah, no, he's not not a wet weather footy player, is he? Carries he, carry, um, carries on a little bit when the, when the rain's out there. Doesn't want to get out. I'm told. Yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it, mate. Well, we'll get to your game, which is the final Saturday game, in a moment. Let's have a look at the next yep. one, which is Western Central. This one's always a rivalry, a bit, a bit like we're talking about those other sides. A lot of players have transitioned between the two. We've got the Walshers, Warren Shillings, a couple of others over at Central um, that have gone from West and. West were always the big brother in this relationship for a long time, but the, the tides turned and West find themselves down the bottom of the ladder, but they're starting to get some form together and, and they're going to be dangerous. And I know from hearing talk out of the club, they still fancy their chances of running yourself, Cessnock and the entrance down. And we saw what they did last year before COVID nipped it in the bud. So you wouldn't write them off. Yeah, no, I definitely can't write West off. They're just one of those, same as Lakes, they're just another team that, like, they never go away really. Um, but 
set like the form that Central are in as well. They're another team that are really hitting their stride. Um, we came across them last week and they um they took it to us in a it was a thirteen minute period where they put three tries on us. So um they've got a lot of quality all throughout their team. Obviously, um Luke Walsh at half and Cam Anderson at the back, he's he's really playing some good footy, so uh, I see I think Central's gonna be too strong in that one, mate. Lovely. And the the other game on Sunday, this one will be an interesting one. The entrance. Can they continue that form? Macquarie, Steve Kidd will have them firing up at 2 o'clock on Sunday to defend their home field. They don't like losing at Lyle Peacock. They fit, they see themselves as, as a top-tier side, so they won't want to drop two in a row at home. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, from memory, I think engines have beaten Macquarie the last couple of times, haven't they? They certainly have, yeah. They've got the, they've got the sort of wood over them in recent times. They upset them yeah. earlier in the year as well, so... Yeah, I thought so. Um, yeah. I think entrance are, like I think they're getting a few players back, and um, I think Macquarie have got a few. Is is um, Karen Holland back? Yeah, not not sure where Holland's at. He didn't plan the weekend, obviously with that hamstring. But I think they were talking touch and go around the two to three week period. So be interesting to see whether yeah, they okay. do rush him back. Uh, Baden Searle was attacked pretty mercilessly by the high ball uh, from the guys at yeah. Cessnock, and I'm sure uh, they'll have a look at their options there and. You know, when he did attack the ball, he was good, but a couple of times he got caught on his on his heels. Like, I don't envy it. I wouldn't want to be taking a Harry Saker twirling spiral bombs yeah, uh, yeah, on, a, on a grey, wet day. Yeah, that's it. That's it, yeah. Uh, but yeah mate, so. who, who's the I tip there, you reckon? Oh, I'll probably go Macquarie, to be honest. I think Macquarie would probably be too strong. They've got a, a fairly strong leadership group in there. Their four-pack are real, really dominant, so I think they, they might just pip entrance on that one. Yeah, certainly be a good battle between the two big four packs. That'll be one to watch out at Lyle Peacock on Sunday. But let's go back to Saturday, mate. And, um, yeah, certainly an interesting one for you guys. As I said, you're sitting sixth. South are in second. There's only two wins between the two sides. A couple of games in hand for different sides in the middle, which complicate the mix even further. But I'm sure the uh, the approach for Mini and your crew is very much around just continue winning and, and the rest will take care of itself. How do you take down the juggernaut that is South sitting second on the ladder? I think it's just kind of sticking to our own game, really. We, we, whenever we kind of play our own game and we just complete our sets, turn the turn like the team like turn the opposition around and get them coming out their own end. We're, we seem to be very dominant in that kind of aspect of the game. Um, once we start kind of getting the roll on um, after completing our sets, I think that's when we start to put teams to the sword and we put a bit of points on and stuff like that. So. As long as we're completing our sets and um, defending how we usually defend, I think we should um, we should be playing well. So um, hopefully we get the chockies there. Yeah, as you say, it's no, no coincidence that when you guys complete and score sort of you know three plus tries, you, you tend to win more often than not. So uh, if you can get yeah, to that exactly, point, yeah. you guys don't mind a, a points fest. So hopefully a bit of dry weather at the back end of the week will have the uh, the field down there at Murray Breen ready to rock and roll and a bumper crowd in. Uh, we know that the Central Coast guys like to take you know, the fans. They like to take a bit of umbrage about visiting Newcastle teams. So hopefully they give uh, the boys from South a bit of a hard time and, and help uh, give you guys an extra gear. Yeah, let's hope so, mate. Fingers crossed that a few people get down there and they give it to them for us. Lovely, mate. Well, a big thank you for you, mate. Uh, appreciate you giving me up 20 minutes of your time uh, in, in the week around work and footy and other commitments. And good to have you on the show, mate. And uh, good luck for the rest of the season. And hopefully we see yourselves in the entrance pushing that Central Coast representation deep into the end of the year. Yeah, no worries, mate. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Great to have Lockie Hannigan on the show from the Wong, who's uh, giving us a bit of an update from one of our southerly correspondents in the Denton Engineering Cup. So really good to have him there. 
Uh, as we alluded to in that interview and earlier in the show, uh, we'll now take a quick break and we'll come back with a little post-game snippet uh, with none other than captain coach and match-winning field goal kicker from the Cessnock and Macquarie games, respectively, Harry Saker and Honedi Tua. All right, joined by Harry Saker and Honedi Tua. After the uh, Cessnock owners' successful 11-10 victory over Macquarie, it wasn't too pretty, Harry, but uh, two points is two points, I suppose. No, it was... It was an ugly game, but we knew that coming in here was going to be a bit of a dogfight. So our focus throughout the week was completing and um, and just playing physical and getting into that grind, which I, I didn't think we completed too well. But I thought our, our defence was really good. I think we we shook them up a little bit. Um, they got a really easy try in the first half, which was probably just a lapse of concentration. It was a, it was a bit disappointing, but I never really thought that we were throughout um, that game. I always thought that we were in control. So. Um, like I said to the boys at half time, stay patient, complete sets, and we'll get ourselves back into it, which I thought we did really well in the second half. But in patches, I still thought some some stages that second half was a bit sloppy, but um, doesn't matter how you get them a win to win, mate. So yeah. And you finished with a flurry, and the bloke we're joined with uh, scored scored the winning try, and then uh, did a job. Not many wingers step up for kick the winning field goal as well to get you home. Uh, no, nah, well, I, I set myself up. I was pretty confident. He come flying over, asking for the ball. He was that confident. I just thought I'd get myself out of the way and let him have one. So. <laughs> No, he was, he was clutch, mate. He came up with two really big plays, and throughout the game he had some really big big plays for us, but I think that's a net. He's, he's done that wherever he's played, so he's a real asset to this team, and I'm, I'm thrilled that we can have him on board. So. And then, Eddie, obviously coming to Cessna, you've played in this comp before, mate. How's it been, and also how was that? That would have been sweet once you saw it actually sail over the black dot, mate. No, it's good. I'm just lucky to be in the right place at the right time. I'm shocked my coach let me kick it. Normally, you know, he calls it, but yeah, I'm glad yeah, it went yeah. I'm happy with the win. And how are you enjoying being out at Cessna, mate? As we said, uh, been out in this comp before, so um, good club and enjoying the time with Harry and some of those other experienced boys. Yeah, no, it's good. I enjoy, I really enjoy my footy back in Cessna and hopefully keep going from there. Lovely, mate. Well, thanks, thanks to you and thanks, Harry, and uh, good luck for the rest of the season, boys. Thank you so much. A massive thanks to both Harry and Hannity for their time post-match amidst their celebrations out there at Lyle Peacock on Saturday. We'll take a short break and be back to you with the Newcastle Hunter Community Rugby League Lake Macquarie Forklift Services A-grade competition uh, chat with Kieran Damon from the Dudley Magpies Club. All right, time to get into the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League. And we are digging into the A-grade competition brought to us by Lake Macquarie Forklift Services this week. And we're joined by Dudley's Kieran Damon. Dudley, uh, going pretty well out there, Kieran. How's the first season at the club? Yeah, it's good, mate. Really good. Like, the, the boys have welcomed me for my first year there as well. For being so, so young as well, it's been really good. Mate, you've, you've played at a couple of other clubs before. Um, has it been a bit of a settling-in period or you, you just fit, feel like you fitted straight in moving over from, from Windale most recently? Um, I, I felt really good coming into Dudley. Last year I had a bit of a rough season. I was playing, weren't playing, injury, I was a bit unfit. And then this year, good pre-season. And I slotted into the starting back row. So I've been playing about 75 minutes a game. So been going pretty good there, so I'm really liking it. Uh, great to see, mate. And obviously a bit of a challenge, you know, coming across, going into an A-grade side and, and 
you know, obviously uh, probably a smaller pack than some of the other sides in the A grade. There's certainly some, some big boppers running around, especially when you've got XNRL players like Mark Tafur at Woodbury and Penny Terrapo out at Dora Creek, mate. Uh, be a bit of a challenge for some of, some of the boys that might not be uh, as robust in, in physique. Yeah, we've got, we're not the biggest side, but we give it a crack each week and we work together really. And like, it's good experience playing against these other blokes, like XNRL players. Like, for myself, I take experience each game we verse them. It just, just makes us better, I guess. Each game we verse them and the bigger teams, it just gives us more experience each week. So we're just getting better and better. Certainly are, mate. And chalked your second win on the weekend. That would have been nice to get, and especially over a side above you on the ladder, knocking off Souths uh, at home as well uh, on a pretty challenging day in terms of uh, conditions. Yeah, it was. It was a tough day, but 10 all at half time, and we went in the sheds, and then we just come out. We just played simple footy, got to the kick, and we ended up coming over top of them, so that was good. Yeah, always good to get the two points at home. And, and, mate, probably a perfect segue in terms of getting two points at home. Your girls' team, they had a really challenging year last year. I'm not sure if you're across that not being there, but they've started to get out and get some wins. They got their third win of the season in pretty convincing style as well. Um, they're continuing to, to go on uh, to bigger and better things. Yeah, they are. They're, each week, they're just, as, as I said about us, they're just getting better and better each week. Like They had a loss, and then they've come back from their loss, and they're just getting even better each week as well, same as us. Yeah, mate, and, and at least two of those wins have been shutouts, which that's always good. Uh, you boys taking some pointers on uh, keep, keeping the defensive clean sheets? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah, mate. Was, Sorry, mate. Oh, as I was saying, though, the girls, they show up every week the same as us, like, and they're just giving it their all as well, so they're doing good. Might be a little bit of a running battle, mate. They've now got three wins, just the two for the men's side at the moment. So it might be a bit of bragging rights around the uh, the Magpie Nest out there at John Gardner Oval at Dudley. Yeah, any points is any points. So we'll take out there. Yeah, lovely, mate. No, good to hear. And, mate, I'd, lo- I'd like to have a chat before we get too much into what's happening in the A-grade competition, into talking about a couple of your teammates. Uh, the, f- the first one I'd like to talk about, mate, is uh, a bloke who brought up a milestone recently and... Look, he's been part of the Dudley fabric for a long time and I could have sworn for the last 15 years he, he's looked like he's about ready to retire in terms of his body and um, also the fact that he looks like a very weathered man. Cal Gray, mate, he's the heart and soul out there and uh, just keeps on keeping on. Yeah, he is. When I come to the club, I thought he was... I didn't think he was really young, but I still thought he was young. And then 200 games, I think he's the only player to get 200 games at Dudley. So, yeah, he's just killing it. He's eighties, starting hooker, he's playing well, good footy as well, so good on him. Yeah, he, he doesn't doesn't overcomplicate things, Cal. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Uh, he, he looks a bit weathered, but uh, many people think he's young, mate. That's just because he acts like a big kid. Uh, he's always good fun to be around, yeah. that's for sure, off the field, Cal. Yeah, he's, he's still good looking for his <laughs> age, so give that to him. Mate, you're, uh, you're buttering him up, mate. He'll, he'll make sure to look after you. No hospital balls this weekend for you, so that's good to hear. Uh, the, okay. the other one I want to ask you, mate, we had him as a guest on the show last year, and, and you're already off to a much better start than he was. Uh, this bloke, he came on the show, and, and I'll give you the two quotes, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you a guess and see if you can tell me who it was. One of his quotes was that Hitler might have been misunderstood, and the other one was that he has his mum's dick. So do you have any idea who that might be? Uh, I can only think of... Stafford, Nathan Stafford. 
does sound like things Stafford come out with, but no, it was Jacob Hosking actually. So, <laughs> mate, uh, yeah, the number right. one real estate in, in Eastern Lake Macquarie. Uh, yeah, he was a bit, uh, he was a bit off his game yeah. that day. I'm, 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 I can cop the second one, but saying that Hitler might have been misunderstood might be a bit far, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, right. Didn't even, couldn't even think of Hosko, so that's a good one. Yeah, he's, he's a character that Hosko. How's getting him back out? I know he was, you know, almost semi-retired at the start of the year and. Getting him back out, uh, he's a former premiership winner out there at Dudley, so good to have him back on the paddock, mate. Yeah, it's really good to have him there. Bit of experience as well, so when he when he gets in, he rips in. It's good to see. He certainly does have to dig in, mate. He's still trying to overcome being the second best footballer or third best if you count his old man in the family. Yeah, yeah. He's probably just lucky Maybe. Ebony Ebony doesn't play, mate. But um, we might we might lay off lay off Hosko a bit because he is a pretty good bloke, and um, certainly anyone in Eastern Lake Macquarie, if you're looking to sell his house, he's the man to talk to. So, mate, who yeah, who, who in terms of your time out there? Obviously, you've you've come up against Dudley in different points or seen Dudley previous to being out. There. Who's been the most surprising for you in terms of what they can dish out on the on on the paddock and um, the way they play the game? Um, probably. A new bloke as well, young bloke, Jed, our winger. He's he's first year there as well, and he I feel like he's been one of our best all year. Every game, he's just he's not the biggest player as we our team isn't, but I feel like he's just doing his role each week, and I reckon he's one of our best. Yeah, this like, no, that's good to hear, mate. It's always good when the new guys are slotting in well. Um, and th- and there's a man, man you mentioned before, mate. What what can you tell us about? Playing and being around the same club as Stafford, what what's he really like? Obviously, everyone sees the um, the uh, the well, let's just say the the front row is intellect trapped in a in a wingers or halfbacks body. But what's Staff really like when you get to know him? He's actually a good bloke, to tell you the truth. Our, um, we had a night at the uh, the club for the um, start of the season, and I went back to his place after, and he made me feel real welcomed. I only met him a couple of times, and tell you the truth, not being an idiot, I think he's actually a top bloke, tell you the truth, but some some may think he's an idiot, but yeah. Nah, he's a pretty he's a pretty genuine bloke, mate, the whole family are, and um, yeah, they're, they're good people, but yeah, he, he probably gets a bad rap because he says some very silly things, and, and unsurprisingly, you thought it was him that might have come out with those two lines, because sometimes I think Staff just says the first thing that comes to his mind, which is, can be entertaining in its own way. Yeah, that's right, he, he, he is a bit of a silly bugger, but He's a good bloke, so gets away with it. Yeah, lovely, mate. Now, um, in terms of the competition at the moment, obviously a little disappointing. Maitland's withdrawn. There's talk that you know possibly a Rimba may go by the way, so we're hoping that's not the case. But the the impact of going back to a five team comp and now meaning that you know you're probably going to have at least one, if not two, buyers on the way home. That's going to be a little bit disappointing. Just a little bit less footy after we've already had you know a rain affected start of the year. Yeah, it is a bit terrible with Maitland pulling out, but that's what it is. It's footy. I'm just, well, we all, we all just want to play footy, I guess. It doesn't matter if we're in A grade or B grade or C grade. We're just all keen to play footy no matter what. So it doesn't matter who they are. We're still keen to play footy. So. Yeah, and that's fair enough, mate. It, it might free up some weekends for some people to play some catch-up games or, or lighten that load at least. So I know that you guys have got um, a couple to catch up, uh, one potentially against Arimba, which obviously... Won't be a catch up if they were to withdraw, but also one against Souths, and you'd probably be keen to renew that rivalry with Arimba. Not only the uh, the Magpie bragging rights, is, but they uh, they managed to get get a, a close one from you at home uh, uh, way back at the start of the season, mate. Yeah, round one, there's probably about a minute to go, and their hooker 
hit a field goal from 40 out. So probably is a bit of they've got the bragging rights. So it'd be good to get one back over over them. So it'd be a good game against them. Yeah, we'll certainly look forward to that when it gets rescheduled, mate. Um, Let's have a bit of a chat about this weekend. But now, I guess, firstly with you guys, Maitland withdrawing from the competition means you're scheduled for a bye this weekend. So is there some social plans for the boys, a bit of bonding? What's what's the story there? Uh, yeah, so we've got, we've got a bye this weekend. So um, training tomorrow, probably organised something there. So get, get through training first and then we'll see what we'll do. Uh, undoubtedly, mate. It's all, it is the one positive out of the buys. It gives it does give that chance to all get around each other a little bit and, uh, you know, uh, see what you can do. Maybe go out and check out another game of footy. It's going to be a bit challenging in terms of travel, though, for you boys because the other two games are at uh, opposite ends of the, of the competition. We've got Woodbury taking on Souths, mate. Now, you, you saw Souths last week. You got the win there. Woodbury, they're a big physical side. Souths have got plenty of physicality um, with the, with some of the boys, the uh, the experienced big boppers they've got rolling around too. So you'd have to expect, especially with the rain we've had in recent weeks, that want to be a nice physical encounter this weekend. Yeah, that, that would be a good game. Like, South, they don't look too big, but when you're out there, they're really strong. So i like to see that against Woodbury. See, Woodbury are really big and got the experience. So should be a good game. Certainly will. Uh, Woodbury coming off that uh, close loss, the two-try loss to Dora Creek, which is no mean feat, mate. And Dora Creek's the next one up. They take on Arimba. It's the, the two most southerly teams in the competition out at Dora Creek at 3.45 on Saturday. You have to think Dora Creek will go into this as uh, fairly warm favourites to continue their undefeated run to start the season. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone could see Dora Creek getting beat this weekend, but you never know that footy. Whoever, whoever comes out to play footy that game can win the game. Anyone can win. So but if Arimba come out starting firing, they could win, but you never know, it's footy. And, and mate, uh, looking at the, the schedule ahead, uh, as it stands, you guys have got an interesting run. As you said, the bye this weekend, and then you head into those top two sides, So both at home, though. So I'm sure that you guys would love to see a really big crowd out there at John Balkham Oval getting around you guys and, uh, I guess, you know, hopefully getting up to uh, either one or two upset wins over those top sides because the ability's there. It's just about uh, probably executing for, for the Magpies against those big physical experience sides. Yeah, it is. We we um we've just started to start bonding now, so we're starting to gel a lot more now. So as I was saying earlier, the the more we play these better teams, the more experience we get. So it'll be good, and we have them at home as well. So we hopefully get the win against them. Yeah, lovely, mate. Well, hopefully you can get July off to a start with a with a couple of wins there. And as I said, uh, it's always good. The, the layout there, the ground at Dudley, everyone up on that hill, if you can get a half-decent crowd in, they get pretty rowdy and it's not the most comfortable place for visiting teams. So uh, hopefully the crowd gets all around it. We can get some clear weather for some cracking games out there. Enjoy the bye weekend, mate. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Congrats on the win last week. And hopefully we can catch up with uh, you and Cal and Hosko and staff at some point later in the year to talk uh, heading into the finals as uh, Dudley's getting on a bit of a winning run with some momentum. Yeah, thanks, Heath, mate. Appreciate it. That brings us to a wrap for episode 13 of League Castle, and uh, it's certainly been another cracking episode. A big thank you to Kieran, Harry, Hanetti, Lachlan, and, of course, Josh Spiegelman, uh, our stats guru for all coming on the show this week. Uh, it's been great to sort of give a bit of a cross-section 
of the local rugby league community and we look forward to also being able to um, pop up our little feature piece with the Lakes United uh, C-grade guys and girls from their women's tackle side as well. So hoping to have that up in the next day or so. Just had a little bit of a technical issue with that footage, uh, but that'll be up on the Facebook page as well as possibly some snippets on Instagram if we can get them. Of course, if you're looking for those social channels, League Castle AU on Instagram, League Castle AUS on Facebook. Uh, You can find all of our content there, all the stats, graphics, all the scoreboards, uh, any news articles or other options, other podcasts that we share on there covering local footy. So got some more things to come there in the coming weeks. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, but again, please support the businesses that support us, our main sponsors that are bringing to you the prizes for the Statsman Performer of the Year, currently led by Ryan Glenville and Matt Soper-Lawler. Uh, that's a $150 cash prize. The winner is $150 of the charity of their choice, thanks to Junkyard Skips. We've also got Beaver Brewery, who are supporting our... Uh, atmosphere and canteen of the year prize which is two cases of beer for the winning club uh, to go towards their silly sunday mad monday social get together whatever they'd like to call it and of course also shipley meats if you're looking for meat for your barbecue to watch the footy for the barbecue at your footy club's canteen reach out to the guys at shipley meat at rutherford tell them that we sent you from league castle they'll do everything they can to make sure not only will they look after you in terms of quality of meat they'll do you a great deal on it as well uh, some of the best in the business and of course, Sharp Central Coast, Sharp DS Central Coast uh, for all your printer and printing office equipment needs. Whether you're on the Central Coast or not, reach out to them. The guys are the absolute guns and they support all of our Central Coast Rugby League content. So four great business partners there that we're really proud to have on board in season 2022 and hopefully for the foreseeable future. So again, thank you to you for tuning in. Make sure you do get out and support your local side this weekend. There's going to be plenty of footy coming up, midweek catch-up games, weekend footy. There's no excuse not to get out and support your team, enjoy a blue can, enjoy a steak sandwich, and just have a good old time watching some quality local rugby league. Thank you again for tuning in, and we will catch you next week. We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lead Castle, Newcastle Hunters, Hunters Rugby League.